It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Happy Tuesday to you all. We're covering all things for you, BYU, on this podcast. Happy to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, it is your team every day. Today we're talking about the passing of longtime BYU play-by-play voice Paul James. We'll also talk a little bit, little bit about what Kalani Satake had to say during his media press availability yesterday. And then we'll also get you ready for Hawaii with some early thoughts on the Rainbow Warriors ahead of the game this week. That's kind of the layout of the show for you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to kick things off like we normally do with our Locked On Listener of the Day. And I had a couple of nominees, but one that came in late that I wanted to give a shout out to because I thought his was original and the way he reached out to me was great. And that goes to Sean Baker. He reached out to me on Twitter. You can do that at my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. My direct messages, my DMs are always open. So feel free to introduce yourself. Let me know a little bit about your background, why you're a BYU fan, etc. Happy to shout you out, and we'll, we'll make sure to get you on the show. So Sean reached out to me, and he said, Hey, Jake, longtime listener of Locked On Cougars. I haven't missed an episode yet. I really appreciate the work and detail you put into it. Thank you for that, Sean. But he says, when you're looking for someone in an exotic place to do your listener of the day, yesterday we had Glenn, and he was he was living in the Philippines on a sailboat. Quite exotic. This is pretty good. I like this. When you're looking for someone in an exotic place to do your listener of the day, then you can use me. I live in Provo. Hats off to you, Sean. I, don't, I only live a stone's throw away figuratively from you. I grew up in Orem, Utah. I now live in Saratoga Springs, so I haven't moved too far away. He says, I was raised a passive Ute fan, didn't attend a single BYU game while I was attending school at BYU, and then in 2015, I somehow got the bug. I'm all on board with the Cougars train now. Got my tickets, gear, podcasts, subscriptions, etc. So Sean, he's kind of going against the grain here, because Sean, let's be real, a lot of BYU fans, they kind of, there's been BYU fans that have kind of jumped ship and moved over to being Utah fans with the Pac-12 affiliation, etc. But Sean, man. Didn't go to a single game while he was in school at BYU. Grew up, he's had a passive Ute fan. I'm assuming when his friend said, who do you pick, BYU or Utah? He probably picked the Utes. And I, I understand that. I, I have friends that are like that as well. But he says at some point, and then in 2015, I got the bug. He says, I'm all on board with the Coog train. Got my tickets, gear, podcast subscriptions, etc. So, Sean... He's wearing jazz gear in his um, Twitter avatar, so hats off to you, Sean. You are a local sports fan, and you are a locked-on listener of the day. If you guys do want to be part of this podcast, be the locked-on listener of the day, please reach out. Let me know who you are, what you like, etc. I love to talk about you guys, get to know you. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, just one thing about Glenn from yesterday. Uh, so I said Glenn Sotar, um, he's living in the Philippines on a sailboat. He actually reached out again. He says, thanks for the shout out. He said, sorry about the confusion with the last name. My last name is actually Lumen. So Glenn Lumen was our locked on listener of the day yesterday. He said, Sodar, the name that's in his Facebook profile, is my company. It's an acronym for State of the Art Raft. He says, they make inflatable rafts for whitewater rafting. Your second pronunciation was correct, Sotar. 
So Glenn, I apologize for screwing up the last name, but Glenn Lumen, uh, living the high life over there in the Philippines, and so is Sean Baker. Because Sean, I'd like to be like Glenn and living in the Philippines, but living in Utah this time of year during the fall, it's hard to beat. The weather's turning. We got some snow on the mountains right now, and it's a ton of fun. All right, and we'll use that off, use it as our jumping off point into our first segment here, and we're going to talk about Paul James. Anybody who's a BYU fan from the 1960s, essentially, on, knows the name and the voice of Paul James. He was the name and the voice that I grew up knowing synonymously as BYU football and BYU basketball for a long time. Greg Rubel has taken over the play-by-play duties as as the football play-by-play voice um, since 2000 when Paul James retired alongside Lavelle Edwards, but... The voice that I heard called BYU games most of my childhood when I wasn't at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and normally that would be an away game, etc., was Paul James. He was a legend. He did things the right way. His preparation was legendary. You guys can go to my Twitter feed. I retweeted a, a, a story that KSL did on his preparation for a game in 1981. All the equipment he had to carry, what he did each game. He memorized names early in the week. His dear wife, Annette, would help him with that. She preceded him in death a few years back. But Paul James is a legend among BYU fans, and for good reason, because he spoiled BYU fans. Let's be real about this. He was so meticulous in his preparation. He was always on top of his game. He knew everything there was to know, seemingly, about BYU, their opponent, the rules, who the officials were, everything. I just, I I can't say enough about how big of an influence Paul James was on me wanting to go into sports media. I didn't necessarily grow up wanting to be Paul James, be the play-by-play voice, but his inspiration led me to... consider hey I want to work in sports for my career and now that I'm here I can look back at different people who have played a role in that and Paul James was one of the early early key figures in my life because it was so cool to hear him talk about BYU and describe the action talk about the quarterbacks just absolutely phenomenal uh, what he did in his career covering BYU athletics BYU football and BYU basketball in in particular I got my start in the radio business working for his protege, Greg Rubel. Greg, of course, took over as the play-by-play voice for BYU basketball in 1996. As, um, as things kind of piled up, Paul decided to step away from the basketball side of things, and then Greg took over there. And then in 2000, when Paul James decided, hey, I'm retiring right alongside Lavelle Edwards, Greg Rubel's been calling BYU football ever since. And Greg gave me my chance back in the summer of, I believe, 2010. And Greg, feel free to um, correct me on this, but I had answered Twitter had just started. It was kind of in its infancy, early days of Twitter. The Twitter that I grew to know and love, I still love Twitter, but it was a different um, era then in terms of what Twitter was like. And Greg asked for a asked if I, anybody was interested in being an intern for him, working with the KSL radio broadcast that fall. I answered the e- with an email. I sent my resume in, and Greg gave me my chance. I was studying history at BYU. I'm a history graduate of Brigham Young University, and he, he gave me the opportunity to work in sports, and it's forever changed my life because I've never been outside of sports in that time. I've been working in full-time in sports for the last six years after two internships. And, man, I so getting back to the original point, 
it's it, it's incredible to see um, how the, the degrees of separation can affect people's lives. Because like I said, Paul James was one of the figures, one of the soundtracks to my childhood, watching and listening to BYU games. He was absolutely phenomenal, meticulous in his preparation. I'll never forget his call of the 1996 WAC championship game between BYU and Wyoming there in Las Vegas. Absolutely phenomenal. I can think of multiple games that he called. The last game he ever called was the Miracle for Lavelle when Brandon Doman led the Cougars down the field to beat Utah, getting BYU to 6-6, six and six, sending out Lavelle on their on players' shoulders literally. It, it, it's, it, I, I listened that night to the call from Paul James and just absolutely phenomenal. There's the story of him having a heart attack calling a Utah game and refusing medical treatment until the game was over and he'd done his duty as the play-by-play voice. So all I can say is thank you, a hearty thank you to Paul James and... It's just incredible to think of all of the people, and I know there's lots of you out there who are listening to this podcast that have probably similar memories and thoughts to to mine. Please reach out. Let me know your memories. I'd be happy to mention them on the podcast tomorrow. I probably should have done this on yesterday's podcast, but I didn't know Paul James passed away until after I was done recording yesterday. So we'll work them into tomorrow's show. Please reach out. Let me know your memories of Paul James. You can go to our show Twitter feed, Locked On Cougars. Also on Facebook at the same address, Locked On Cougars there. Join the community. Also send them to my personal Twitter feed. Like I said, want to be the Locked On listener of the day? Let me know. Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And of course, if you are if you are interested in writing an old school email, that's also available to you. Email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Happy to interact with you there. So uh, as we close up the segment here, just a thank you and a, a happy trails, I guess, is the easiest way to say it, is to Paul James. It was absolutely one of the seminal figures in terms of sports media in my life kind of got me on the track to where I wanted to where I thought, hey, I want to work in sports. I and all these years later, I can look back and say, yeah, he played a, he played a role in that. And he was also just it was fun to hear his voice, his preparation, his ability to convey information and paint a picture in your mind of what was going on via the radio. There's not many like him, and it's. It, it it kind of chokes me up, and sorry for the stumbling over my words here, but Paul James is a is a legend in the truest sense of the word. He he's he was a pioneer in many ways with radio here in Salt Lake in U- Utah County. Became the voice of the Cougars for so long. It's just my my grandpa, my father, my brothers. There are many people who know the name Paul James, and it's just absolutely phenomenal to think of all of the tributes that have gone out to him this week, and he deserves every one of them. So uh, thank you once again to Paul James. Thank you for letting me use this platform, this podcast, to talk about my memories of Paul James because he very much did play a role in my career. It provides for me and my family. I have two awesome children and it all kind of started as a young child and with me listening to Paul James called BYU games, sitting alongside my dad and my grandpa when we were driving to do different things. And I had a chance to meet Paul a couple of times and he was absolute gentleman and, and the epitome of class. Very um, deferential when you said, hey, you were the you, you were the one of the soundtracks to my childhood. He would laugh about it. And yeah, I just 
I just can't say enough about Paul James. So please reach out. Let me know your memories of Paul James. If you got awesome stories or just memories of listening to games uh, that he called, because he called. Uh, they, I think they said in the in the stories I was reading over 450 games. I know Mark Lyons worked with him for a very long time. I might try and get Mark on at some point on this podcast to talk about Paul James because Mark Lyons is the connection between Paul James and Greg Rubel, and Mark is retiring this year. He's stepping away from the broadcast booth in his own right. So, just phenomenal. It was a, it, it was sad to hear of his passing, but at the same time. Thank you, Paul James, for everything you brought to BYU fans over the years and helping me to a, a very roundabout way get into the career I'm in today as a result. So once again, feel free to reach out. Let me know your memories of Paul James. I will work them into the show. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about Kalani Satake's comments from his media availability yesterday. Um, he talked about, well, the people were, he was asked in particular about changes on the offense, referring to the quarterbacks. We'll get to some of his thoughts next. And then in the final segment, we'll talk about a quarterback issue out at Hawaii as well. Kind of funny how they're playing things with the Rainbow Warriors, so we'll get to that. Uh, before we go, though, today's show brought to you by Vivid Seats. They're, part, they're a proud partner with the Locked On Podcast Network. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace that's dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. You can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person with Vivid Seats. You can get your tickets to any favorite live event, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code locked on, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. So what I need you to do is go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download that Vivid Seats app. Enter that promo code locked on to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. So go check it out. Download the app. Use that promo code locked on and as a first-time customer of Vivid Seats, Save that money, $20 $20 off your first order of $200 or more. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, more on Kalani Sitake next. This is Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. are Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thank you for joining me for this Tuesday edition of the show. Of course, quarterback, um, we talked about why or how BYU should go about transitioning from Tanner Mangum to Zach Wilson on yesterday's show. If you didn't get a chance to catch that, you can go back and listen to it. It was in segment two of the podcast there. Uh, Kalani Satake speaking to the media yesterday. He was asked about, okay, with the quarterback position, and he he opened up his comments yesterday with a question, I believe, from Jared Lloyd about position changes and reevaluating things 
program-wide, and he said everything is open to evaluation. And Kalani's very, um, he's very apt to do that when things go wrong with BYU, and for good reason. He wants to get things right. I can truly tell that he wants BYU to be successful. Later on in the interview, uh, Jared, I believe, yeah, Jared Lloyd asked the question about the quarterback position. He said Zach Wilson came in and have, had some success asked about if the quarterback position would be up for evaluation, and this is what Sataki had to say. Just like every personnel group, um, that one probably gets a lot of attention, but, yeah, I'm open to anything. So that's what it comes down to. Everyone will compete, and uh, we'll see who plays on Saturday. There you go, Kalani Satake. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of sticking with the status quo, but he also didn't say that a change was coming. And sad to say, I my people down there in Provo, mum's been the word so far this week in terms of uh, if quarterback moves are imminent, etc. If I hear anything, I'll be sure to pass it along to you. I'm not going to recklessly go out and just throw things against the wall because, like I said, I haven't heard anything from my hashtag sources down there in Provo. So far this week, that's at least so far. I'll keep you updated. But that comment from Kalani Satake leads me to think this is just me speaking. I don't, like I said, I don't have any information here yet. But it leads me to think that Zach Wilson is going to get a very serious look with BYU this week against Hawaii. I mentioned yesterday, I think that this week is the perfect week to not just toss him to the wolves, put him straight out there and, and say, have at it, son. You play Tanner Mangum and him side by side. Let's say you could play quarter by quarter if you really need to, or you just sprinkle Zach Wilson in in different packages, maybe give him a series here or two. Let Tanner Mangum kind of have his last uh, hurrah as a BYU player, and then, like I said, during the bye week next week, you get Zach Wilson, the starter's reps, get him ready, get him two weeks of preparation for the game against Northern Illinois the week following, and then that's when he takes over and barring any setbacks health-wise, etc., he finishes out the rest of the year. You get to that 6-6, six and six, maybe a 7-5 and five record, and call it a day, and you look ahead to 2019 with a sophomore quarterback at the helm. And I think Utah State, what Utah State showed with Jordan Love, of course, with that loss BYU took last week, Jordan Love beat out Kent Myers, who was an entrenched three-year starter there in Logan a year ago. So Kalani Satake and his team don't need to look very far for a blueprint of how to just move on from a quarterback that may have maxed out his potential and go with a young hotshot that you think has more potential and is a younger player that you can develop. I'm not going to say that the playbook that uh, Utah State used to get Jordan Love to where he is is going to work exactly like it would for Zach Wilson at BYU, but it's an example of what can happen. You get a player in place who is ready to, to assume the role, and then he gets that early experience in his career, and then his next year, once he's more comfortable as a starting quarterback... He goes out and has a good year. Jordan Love looked absolutely phenomenal in the season opener for Utah State against Michigan State. The Aggies couldn't run the ball, but he kept him in the game because he had a big arm. He was poised under pressure. And I think BYU fans, if you've been watching Utah State throughout this season so far, have seen him only progress and get better. He looked absolutely impeccable against BYU. Four touchdowns passing, and uh, Matt Wells made a made a comment that sounded like the the throwback touchdown so the he rolls out and he throws it back to the running back I think it was Gerald Bright 
on that play who would come in motion, it sounded like that play was just completely ad-libbed in a way. It was supposed to be a 1-2-3-4. You're supposed to check on that right side of the field. And Jordan Love happened to check over his shoulder, saw Gerald Bright alone in the end zone, and probably his fifth or sixth option on that play, tosses it to him for a touchdown. That's a kid that has played football that is ready to go. So Kalani Satake's comment there was very telling to me that BYU literally is in the evaluation phase, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. They've lost back-to-back games. The defense looks like it's a mess. I know Kalani has to be torn up over that one because defense is his specialty. He said in the preseason that he was going to be more involved with the defense. One of his best friends is his defensive coordinator who has come under fire in Elisa Tuiaki. So there's a lot to get fixed, but with an offense that seems to have stagnated to a degree, BYU struggled, struggling to run the ball the last two weeks, a quarterback who is what he is, like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, Tanner Mangum is who he is. He'll get you... 150 to 250 yards. He had 270 against Utah State because BYU was forced to essentially throw the ball every down late in that game as they tried to rally. But he is what he is. And if you have a younger quarterback who you feel like their ceiling is higher, can offer more, and one thing in particular for sure with Zach Wilson is a running element to this offense, it might be the time to make that move, but I will keep you updated on anything I hear coming out of Provo this week. Like I said, I'm speaking just personally from my opinion and evaluating my opinion, listening to the comments from Kalani Satake yesterday. If I hear anything from my sources there in Provo, I'll be sure to pass them along and let you know if I hear anything. But to me, it sounds like BYU very much is in the evaluation phase of when and if and where to place Zach Wilson when they make this transition. Like I said, Utah State is a great example of what BYU can look at. A senior quarterback who has met his ceiling, who's reached the ceiling, won't go any higher, it appears. They make the move to a freshman quarterback who they feel like has the bigger ceiling, and they're being rewarded for it with an absolutely phenomenal start to his sophomore year, looking like they're going to be in business for at least a year or two more. So I I think it might be time, and this this position in the schedule, like I said, having that bye week to get Zach Wilson entrenched to the starter, get him extra reps, get him ready for his first start potentially against Northern Illinois – is the perfect time to do it, in my opinion. We'll see how it shakes out, and I'll be sure to report anything I hear to you guys. All right, before we go, also today's show brought to you by Sling TV. If you guys have heard me late last week, early this week, I am a cord cutter. I've enjoyed it. I think it's the way of the future, and Sling TV is one of your best bets. If you want to watch the games that you're missing, and I don't know if you're missing games, but If you are, Sling TV may be the best option for you. Also, if you're sick of paying for 20 extra channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win, check out Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football. Only $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and pretty much every other network that college football is shown on, CBS Sports, etc. You can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite devices, and it gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, only the channels you want, no long-term contracts, 
no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. So I'd encourage you guys to check it out. Cord cutting, it may be the answer for you. It's been the answer for me. So what I want you guys to do is sign up for Sling TV, and you'll get a seven-day free trial to see if it's right for you. Locked On listeners can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G, like a slingshot, dot com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. Sling.com slash locked on. All right, more coming up next. We'll talk about Hawaii, their quarterback situation as they get ready to travel to Provo. That's next as we wrap up the show here on Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host, your BYU insider, covering all things for you, BYU, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where we're covering BYU for you each and every day. Thanks again for downloading the show today. As we wrap things up, really funny story out of Hawaii last week. Of course, their starting quarterback, Cole McDonald, didn't play in their win over Hawaii. Oh, sorry, it went over Wyoming. He's plays for Hawaii, the win over Wyoming. Cole McDonald has led uh, Hawaii to a 6-1 and one record. They were 5-1 before he got injured. But in the lead-up to their game Saturday night when they took on Wyoming at home, there was an imposter. They used the decoy quarterback trick. They had a guy dress up in Cole McDonald's number 13 jersey out on the field, seemingly going through early warm-ups. And nobody really knows who it was. But the reason why we know it wasn't Cole McDonald is because he has grown dreadlocks. You can see him when he's playing football. He's got these blonde dreads growing out the back of his helmet. And the pictures of Cole McDonald um, coming out early in, early from this game is this guy doesn't have dreadlocks. So if he cut his hair, hey, so be it. But it appears that they used the old decoy quarterback trick to see if they could convince Wyoming that Cole McDonald might actually play when, in fact, Shavan Cordero, their true freshman backup quarterback, who actually almost won the job in fall camp, got the start. He passed for 148 yards and two touchdowns in the win over the Cowboys. It was a 17-14 game, which has been abnormal to say the least for Hawaii early this season. They're running the run and shoot offense once again there in the islands and they've been scoring a lot of points but when you don't have the guy that's really been pulling the strings it's understandable that you'd have a little bit less of an offensive output but Shavan Cordero could be in line to start against BYU in his first road start of his career because Nick Rolovich told the Hawaii Warrior World uh, which is part of the Hawaii, part of the newspapers over there in Hawaii that McDonald's Donald's injury was, quote, not going to be really long-term. We'll see if he's able to play against BYU this week. Maybe they pull another decoy quarterback and have a guy wearing number 13 out on the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium trying to convince Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki that He's ready to play. We'll see. The line for this BYU game actually opened up at 8 points and surged up to 14 points. It settled back down. It's now around 11 to 12 points. I've seen it at 11.5 mainly. So interesting that um, 
Hawaii would go with the decoy quarterback idea to see if they could convince Wyoming that Colt, uh, that, that Colt McCoy, why am I saying Colt McCoy? Cole McDonald was playing, and in fact, Shavan Cordero gets his first start. Hawaii's 6-1 and one people. They're coming to Provo, high-flying offense, but if they don't have Cole McDonald at the, at the helm, may not be quite as potent of an offense with a true freshman getting his first road start. It would lead me to think that BYU might have a little more success with a true freshman getting his start, but this kid led Hawaii to a win last Saturday over Wyoming, which has got quite the stingy defense in my opinion. So... Interesting to see what happens Saturday night, but a fun story out of Hawaii using the old DK decoy quarterback trick to see if they could convince Wyoming that he would indeed play, but that's that's how it's going to go. So keep an eye out Saturday night. If the number 13 jersey with the last name McDonald's out there on the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, look for the telltale sign of the dreadlocks to let you know if it's actually Cole McDonald or not. All right, thanks again for tuning into the podcast. It's a blast to bring it to you guys each and every day. Feel free to reach out to the show. Let me know who you are, what your background is. You'll be featured as the Locked On guest of the day, Locked On listener of the day, I apologize. Uh, Love to have interaction with the fans. Looking to do some more mailbag segments as well, so feel free to reach out there as well. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can find the show at Locked On Cougars. Search us out on Facebook, Locked On Cougars there as well. And if you want to drop us an old school email regarding advertising questions, etc., you just like writing emails, feel free to drop me an email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Hopefully, you guys are having a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Also, as I mentioned in the first segment, send in your memories of Paul James. I want to work those into the show because I know this man who has affected my life and my career to a very large degree, as well as many of the others in the media industry here in Utah has affected many of you fans as well. So let me know your memories of Paul James and work those into the show as well. Thanks again for downloading the show. Share it with your family and friends. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for October 9th, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.